Well, good morning, Missio. For those of you uh, in the room that are guests or online, my name is Dominic, and uh, yeah, so glad that you're here this morning um, to celebrate and worship Jesus with us. Uh, today is Sunday, November 27th, and that means it is the first Sunday of Advent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, um, for those of you who don't know, um, Advent is a time especially uh, set apart for us who are followers of Jesus. Um, Advent uh, comes from the Latin word Adventus, and it simply means coming or arrival. And what it is is a, a four-week period uh, leading up to Christmas that helps us remember what Christmas is really about, the fact that Jesus came. He came into the world, uh, the Son of God did, as a child, um, and lived in, among us, and uh, that he came to be the savior of the world. And so that's what we're celebrating. That's what we seek to remember in this four week of Advent helps us to do that. You know, there's a lot of noise around this time of year, right? A lot of lights, a lot of things. Even I was talking to my two boys this morning about it as we're looking at the tree and um, it's beautiful. There's nothing wrong with any of those things, but I think we, we all know there's, there's much more that we're searching and longing for in this life and in this world. Uh, and we believe that Jesus is, is the one that we long and we hope for. Uh, this morning, we're going to be kicking off a, a new series um, called Always Present. And where we got that theme from, I want to read a scripture for you in um, the prophet Isaiah. This is a book in the, in the Old Testament. And this was a time and in a season uh, probably about 800 years prior to Jesus' coming. Uh, but the people of Israel were in darkness, you could say, as they were wandering. And uh, God used the prophet named Isaiah to speak to them and give them words of encouragement and a promise to give them hope that would carry them through the season they're about to endure. They were about to be under the occupation of the Assyrians. Um, and they were, uh, this is about 150, maybe 200 years in advance of uh, the Babylonian exile, if, if you're familiar with that. But even before all of this, all of the hardship, all the struggle, all these things that the people were to endure, uh, God came to them through their prophet Isaiah and gave them a word of promise and a word of hope. And that word of promise and hope was this. Isaiah 7, 14 says this, says, therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. And that name Emmanuel means God with us. One of the things that we get to celebrate as followers of Christ is that we're, we're not alone, that, that God created this world in love and he hasn't just created it and spun it and set it out there, but that God has continually and always is in pursuit, loving pursuit of the world and drawing close to us. He did that faithfully throughout the Old Testament with the people of Israel. And even after then a, a period of 400 years of silence, God came and broke that silence as he allowed his son to be born as an infant, as a baby into this world. And he is the fulfillment of this, this promise from Isaiah that God himself would give a sign, that, that the virgin would, would bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel, God with us. And so this year, we want to celebrate that during this season of Advent. We want to celebrate that God, that Jesus is Emmanuel. He's God with us. And so we're, we're, we've, we've, we're titling this series, Always Present. And now in Advent, what we look at and what we journey through in these four weeks, uh, there's four themes that kind of came into existence um, probably around the middle centuries. And we look at each week, we look at hope, that Jesus is our hope. We're going to look at peace, that Jesus is our peace. We're going to look at love, that Jesus is our love, the fulfillment of God's promise of love. And we're going to look at joy. What does it really mean when we sing all these songs and we talk about joy in this season? What does that really mean? We're going to look at Jesus and understand more fully how he is our joy. So in this first week of Advent, in this season of anticipation and hopeful longing, we're going to spend some time this morning to talk about hope. Now, one of the things that I love about scripture, uh, one of the things I love is that uh, often when the, when the prophets spoke, there's a number of ways that you actually saw the fulfillment of it. The, the beauty and the mystery is that there was often a fulfillment for the prophets in their time and for the people of God in that time in which they spoke. 
Then there was a, a fulfillment that, that was being spoken of and that would come later. And then there's also the fulfillment of that for us now. But Advent also reminds us that there is going to be an ultimate fulfillment of the promise of our life with Emmanuel, our life with God forever. That Christ not only came once, but that he, he is coming again. There will be a day in which he comes again. And so we live in this tension. We live in the in-between. Uh, and it's helpful. It's good for us to remember the hope the peace, the love, and the joy that God has promised to us through his son, Jesus, and that that's what we really celebrate here during Christmas time. Now, one of the things that um, we've done in years past um, is we've, we've journeyed through Advent through hearing stories of people in our community. Uh, and it's been a number of years since we've done that. Um, and so this year, we, we've decided we want to do that again. It, it's, been, it's been a hard year again. I feel like I'm constantly saying that, <laughs> unfortunately, but it's been a hard year again. Uh, there's been a lot of challenges. But we've just felt like, you know, as we look at scripture, there's a lot of different voices that God uses in the proclamation of, of the hope of, uh, of the Christmas season of the Advent, right? From young women to old men, from shepherds to uh, angels, there's all kinds of voices that God uses to declare the promise of, of Christ's coming. And so we want to enter into that in this season. We're going to allow some voices from our community to speak into and share stories of how they're experiencing the always present nature of God as a fulfillment of the promise that he gave, even as he gave it to Isaiah, that, that there would be a son that is born and his name would be Emmanuel, God with us. And so this morning, we're going to talk about hope. And I want to invite up um, Robert and Yang Yang to come and um, sit with me and have a really intentional conversation about the hope that is always present to us in Jesus. Would you guys uh, welcome Robert and Yang as they come? Oh, Robert's got the mic. This is going to be good. <laughs> Robert's the more shy one out of the two. No. So yeah, thank you guys for coming. Um, I, you know, I said this in, in my, in our conversations together that to actually respond to the invitation that I gave you takes a lot of faith. It takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of um, just hope even, you know, in, in the midst of, of everything that that's gone on and that that's taken place. And um yeah, this morning we're going to talk about hope. You know, I've given you some time to kind of think about it, to prepare some things, but I hope that we just can have an honest, authentic conversation. Um, to kick us off this morning, what I want to do for us all, just to get us thinking in the same direction, I want to define hope for us um, as we see it defined in scripture and as we think about what we're talking about this morning, as we talk about an always present hope. Hope in scripture is this. Um, I think we'll get it. Yeah, there we go. It's, it's to trust in, to wait for, to look for, or desire something or someone. Another way is often defined is that it's a secure assurance, a trust placed in a trustworthy God. So we're talking this morning, and what I asked you to consider and think about is how have you, in the last year and even beyond, how have you experienced the always present hope of God in the midst of all that you've gone through? There's been highs, there's been lows, there's been joys, there's been sorrows, there's been some gains and there's been some losses. And yet in the midst of that, um, how has Jesus been your hope? Would you guys just begin to share a little bit your thoughts on that? And there's a box of tissues down there for you if you need it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, to be honest with you guys, um, I think there have been many times in the past year, two, three years, actually, that like we felt like we didn't have hope. And um, the season that we were in, um, and wanting to have kids um, and wanting to build a community. And I think 
um, with that, like, it felt like we were, it was hopeless, but yet we were like, you know, we're going to persevere. We're going to continue to trust the Lord. We're going to continue to serve him. Um, and we know that he's already done the good work in us. It's just, are we willing to be faithful and obedient in his calling and wherever he's placed us? And so like, you know, we look back in 2019 when we moved here and we took the job as the children's director here. And like, there was a lot of joy and excitement and like hope for change and hope for like, um, growth for us spiritually. And then the pandemic hit and then we were pregnant and we had been waiting and hoping actually for like seven years and had just been waiting for this baby, waiting for a community. And, um, I think in this past couple of years, we can look back and be like, God was always with us. He has been faithful from the beginning before we even met, when we met, when we got married, when we served overseas in Thailand and then when we moved here and then we have kids and, um, yeah, I think that's just like, just as we reflect, we're remembering the hope that we had. We're like, you know what? We don't know it's going to happen. We don't, we don't know that it is going to happen now or when it's going to happen, but we know it was going to happen, that it is going to happen. And so, um, I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when I think of hope, I think of things that, uh, we have not seen yet, um, that we continue long for and we want. Um, and I think of an, uh, a visual of like when we tell Leah, like, hey, you want to go to the playground? That gives her the faith that like, we're going to go. And then when she's jumping around, that gives her the hope that I'm going. Mm-hmm. And so when it comes back to like me and just my walk with God, like I think of this hope in Jesus that we have going forward, like we continue to believe in him and that our hope is that we're going to be in the kingdom of heaven with him in the future. So, yeah. Yeah. So there's that, there's that future hope of that kingdom of heaven someday when Jesus comes back and makes all things right. And he takes us to go with him. Right. And then there's the hope that we get to live in now and sit in now. And yeah, you spoke about, you know, you guys were on the mission field and then you moved here in 2019 and seven years longing, waiting, hoping for a child. And your child is born. Your first child is born right as the pandemic is hitting. Things are shut down. You're stuck at home. You get diagnosed with postpartum depression and all the impact of all of that. Talk to me about hope in the middle of that. Because again, you, you waited seven years for something really tangible, something specific, right? And, and God grants the thing that you were hoping for. And yet it doesn't play out the way you had expected or saw, thought, right? Um, talk to me about hope in the middle of that and how Jesus showed up there. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, you would think that like as a children's director, like you would do well with kids. And then when it's your own kids, you're like, ah, you know, and I'm not doing my job well at church and in the community or at home. And I was like, really like letting the voice of Satan really get to me. And yeah, I started to lose hope that like, maybe I wasn't supposed to be a mom. Maybe we weren't supposed to have kids. And maybe that's why God wanted us to wait seven years. Um, But there were people that came into our lives that like actually spoke into it and reminded us that like, no, God's been good to you guys and God will continue to be good to you. And, um, you know, uh, one of my friends here, Johanna, you know, when I was about to have my second baby, again, we had no idea that this was going to happen because we had, it had taken so long for the first one. 
And she had come alongside and was just like, gang, don't worry. You need to be taking care of yourself. Let the church take care of the church. And I was like, I can't let go of this control or what I thought I needed to do, needed to complete. And for her to come alongside and say, let me help you. Let the church take care of it. And and it's going to be okay. And we had our baby and I was like, all right. Cause then we had a false, uh, labor delivery and they, the nurse was like, go home and labor. And I'm like, go home and labor. Like, what does that even mean? Go rest, go sleep. I can't, I'm like stressed. Um, but my friend came alongside and said, you know what? I'm taking your stuff. Don't even worry about it. And then fast forward, you know, during, you know, Leah and Lana, Lana was three months in like November, Paul and Karen, who is also in our MC had pulled us aside and just said, Hey, you guys look like you need a break. And again, we had been longing for community, for people to speak into our lives. And we wanted to do it for people, but we didn't know how that looked like for people to do that for us and for them to stop, pull us aside and said, Hey, we'll watch your kids. And you guys go on a date. And I was like, I don't remember the last time we went on a date before we had kids. And, um, to like realize that we had been putting our marriage on the back burner for our kids for this like new season that we were in. And um, yeah. And for like, you know, we were looking, we're like, we had hope for a community. And if we're not allowing them to actually speak into our lives and we're not allowing them to like love on us, what are we doing? We're not, we're not listening to what the Lord's prompting us to do. And so they stepped in our community, um, Emily, Jason, Kelsey, George, and the rest of our MC stepped in was just like, yeah, we'll watch your kids. And I just had to let go of that again, letting go of another thing and saying, okay, God's already at work. I got to be okay with that. Um, and then January comes around and I'm like, still stressed, can't figure it out. And then I was actually, my coach told me to go and, uh, call my OB. And so I called my OB and did a postpartum evaluation and she diagnosed me with postpartum depression and anxiety. Cause I just, everything had built up from, um, having two kids, the pandemic, being away from family, trying to figure out like how to do ministry. And I just broke down and I was like, this is it. I don't want to be around. I don't want to do anything. I can't be a mom. I don't even know if I'm being a good wife. Um, And I just remember my psychiatrist who, you know, I met with her like twice and I don't even know if she's a believer, but she, at the end of our conversation, she said, you know what? I know you're going to do well. And I hope that this is going to be, it's going to turn out great. And I looked at her and I was like, okay. And like, I, I really was at a low point in my life and in my faith and realizing like, I don't see what the Lord's going to do through, um, me hitting rock bottom in my mental health, in my marriage, in my family and raising these girls that we had been longing for. And, um, but here we are, you know, that was February of this year and now we're in November and, you know, thank God for modern medicine and, um, doctors and physicians who are able to like, you know, help encourage and speak into that. And even just sharing with the community and, um, people reminding me that like, Hey, we've gone through it or we're still going through it and that it's going to be okay. Um, and so, yeah, I, I mean, I think it's just been a season of like waiting and not knowing what's to come, but also knowing that like, it is going to be okay. And so, yeah. Yeah. So in that, I'm grateful that you're, you're talking and you've spoken about a number of ways that, 
uh, hope is embodied, right? In, in, in Christmas and in, in Advent in this season, we're really celebrating the incarnation, right? Again, that the son of God was born into the world, the first Advent. And I think if you look at, again, the, the prophets that, that God used, it's where they, they embodied the word for the people and it gave them hope. It gave them direction. You've spoken already about a number of people from Kausu to George to Johanna to your whole missional community really embodying for you the truth in your psychiatrist that you're, you're not alone in that. You're not done in the process. You're, you're kind of in between, right? You're in between something and, and where you're heading. And so there was an embodiment of hope for you in that way. As we've spoken, you also have shared that um, there's ways that God came to you through scripture. And there's even a song, I think, that, that God gave to you that I think Robert's going to sing for us here in a moment. Um, but would you guys, would you, no, would you guys be willing to, <clears throat> would you guys be willing to share the, what, what, what are some of those scriptures or even like words of the song that, again, that, that God gave you that, that were embodiment or a, a representation of the, this message that I'm, I'm here with you. I'm always present to be a source of hope for you in the midst of everything you're going through. Well, I'll let Ying talk about the song and then I'll okay. the horn after that. Um, so goodness of God, um, the song where he talks about like, you know, all my life you've been so faithful to me. And, you know, I think about like, you know, the three wise men when they had waited and they knew that God was going to send a savior. And so they waited and waited and who knows how long they had waited but they waited and they knew that the Lord was going to provide. And so like when, when I was at my low or when I was at like, this is a terrible spot I want to be in life. There was still a, a sense of waiting and people encouraging me, you're going to overcome this. You're going to pass this and you're not going to be able, you're not going to do this alone. And the song, just like, you know, um, your goodness runs after me. Your goodness is, um, I can't even think of the words in my mind right now, but you're always, you've been all my life. You've always been so faithful. So I will praise you. I will worship you. And so like, when I think about that and I hear that, I'm like, yeah, God, you never left me. You had always been with me from the beginning of my life. And here you are still with me. Even when I feel like I'm alone and I've been forgotten and I don't have a community, you've provided those. You've blessed us with kids and another one on the way. Again, another blessing that like in hindsight, we would have been like, Oh, oh, the Lord is still so good to us and to continue to put our hope in him. Um, and so, yeah, like that, when I look, think of, when I sing that song, it just gets me all teary to know that, yes, all my life, he's been so, so good and he will continue to be so, so good to me. And so, yeah. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, so for scripture, something that continues to um, come up is in Philippians 120, uh, talking about Paul's life for Christ. And uh, I'll just read it real quick yeah. and then elaborate on that. Yeah. Um, for I fully expect and hope that I will never be ashamed, but that I will continue to be bold for Christ as I have been in the past. And I trust that my life will bring honor to Christ, whether I live or die. For to me, living means living for Christ and dying is even better. But I li if I live, I can do more fruitful work for Christ. So I really don't know which is better. I'm torn between two desires. To I long to go and be with Christ, which would be far better for me. But for, for your sakes, it is better that I continue to live. Knowing this, I'm convinced that I will remain alive so that I can continue to help all of you grow and experience the joy of your faith. And when I come to you again you will have even more reason to take pride in Christ Jesus because of what he is doing through me. Mm -hmm. And so 
<clears throat> this kind of hits a little bit because, um, I mean, I tell some of the guys that like the legacy that I want to leave behind is that they see Christ in me. And also like when we're hanging out, I want Christ to be glorified uh, through, through our hangouts or through our crabbing experiences, whatever it is that Christ will be known and he's glorified. And so why this hits is that like, I feel like I should like what, hold on, let me gather my thoughts here. Um, that my hope in Christ, my hope in Jesus will continue to give off this presence to everybody to see him. Yeah, even in the midst of the struggle, even in the midst of the hardship, yes. the hope of Christ is actually allowing you to have a, a different perspective on what your life's about yeah. and have a different purpose for how you're, you're trying to live and who you're trying to represent in this world, even in the midst of things around breaking down, going crazy, being not what you expected them to be. You've been talking about, yeah, there's a, there's a hope that, that bolsters you to go, yeah, this is still about Jesus yeah. <laughs> because he's the one who's present and my hope and my source. Would you guys talk to me too about when our conversation, we kind of spoke a little bit about um, what are some of the what ways that in this season, and as you've experienced Christ as your always present hope, that it actually opened up your eyes to understand new facets about like yourself and then new facets about who God is and the hope that he really is offering you in Christ. Cause sometimes I think we think it's different than, than what it is, but would you guess share a little bit about that? Some of the things you shared. Um, I think just the questions that we've always been asking is like, what are you hearing God say? And what are you going to do about it? Yeah. Um, I think that's, been, that's been even more like ingrained in us. And as I look at like our missional community, our neighbors, it's like, what is God telling me? And what am I, what do I feel prompt to do? What's the Holy spirit? Am I, am I in tune with the Holy spirit to be able to like do something about it? And again, I think for so long we were like wanting to pour into people, wanting to invest in people. And then we felt like, what are we doing? I don't know what we're doing. Is this from our own gain or is this for our own? Like, because this is a gift that the Lord has given us and to, to turn that up back around and be like, God, what is it that you want? Not that it's what's that you've already given me. What can I do with it? And taking that and being intentional with our people in our community, um, being open and speaking truth into people and being intentional and just reminding people to like turn their eyes to Jesus. And even in the midst of like feeling like we're in our low or reminding people that like God is still so good, that he's the hope that we need to have. And so, yeah. Robert, how is one of the things you guys had shared about, how, how has this showed you more of just your own humanity and your own brokenness, you know, the last year and last season and the way that God still comes and meets you in the midst of that? Understanding that I'm not perfect um, and knowing that, um, that he's perfect and that I have to continue longing for him to continue to speak to me. Um, I think that's, yeah. Yeah. One of the things you guys had mentioned was just that in the midst of that too, it was this realization that we're called to long for him and to seek for him. And out of his goodness and his promise, his faithfulness, he actually comes and finds us. Kind of like you were saying in that song that your goodness is running after me. And even when I'm at my lowest, even when I'm most broken, even when I'm confounded and confused by all that's going on, 
it's not my seeking even, but it's, it's his pursuit of me. And that that has been a hope that has bolstered you two in the midst of this. And I've just been so grateful for the way that I've heard you talk about that, the way that I've seen you live it out, uh, the way that you've navigated, you know, just the different elements of changes and shifts. And again, an un, both unanswered hopes or hopes that have been answered in different ways than you thought. And yet it's been pushing you and bringing you back to understand and realize, no, the true hope that I have, it is Jesus. And he's always present. He's always there, uh, loving on us, even when we feel unworthy of that. That, that it's embodied in people and community and we just need to learn how to let go and receive it. That there are ways that God is showing up from songs to scripture, from your, your trips in nature, that God is always present and he's wanting to remind you of the greater story that he's writing, that, that he is writing in your lives and inviting you to be a part of. Let me ask you one last question that how have you then, you know, and even in this season, in this Advent season, this Christmas season, how do you feel like God's calling you to embody or to give hope to others? Robert is saying you had his answer after. Yeah. <laughs> um, can you repeat the question again? Yeah, how do you, you know, we're, even what you mentioned earlier, we're, we're, we talk a lot about what is God saying to me and what am I going to do about it? God's been saying to you that he's your ever, always present hope mm -hmm. even in the midst of this. Mm -hmm. And um you know, what I always want us to be thinking about is as we experience the grace and the goodness of God, yeah, how is he then inviting us to go and embody that for others, right? And so in this mm -hmm. season, um, where, do, where do you guys feel like God is inviting you to go and be the embodiment of hope for, for others around you that, uh, that are in need of, of? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think for us, it's a matter of like, reflecting back and sharing about what God has done and not just taking it as it's a, it's the Bible or it's a history book, but looking back in our life and saying, God has always been present. Even when we felt like, yeah, we had been longing, we'd been praying or, or just waiting that like God was always there. And so being able to share that. And I, even in the scriptures, they talked about like putting stones to remember what, you know, that God had taken through through, um, the river or whatever it was. And so like sharing our, our stories, sharing testimonies, um, and asking that from people to recognize that, I think that's helped us to acknowledge the hope that Jesus does bring that he has already brought in some of the seasons that we've overcome to the seasons that are coming. And so, yeah, talking about that. And I, even our MC, as we're going through gospel primer and just talking about like, you know, how, how are we making Jesus our daily bread? How are we make how are we putting on the armor every day? And how are we actually sharing the gospel to one another and to ourselves? And so, um, that's been a, a, a new change for us too. And for us to, to become new wine skins and receive the new wine. And so to do that, we're also hopefully, you know, living that out to people to see that. Yeah. And again, like Robert was saying, like, if anything that they're seeing, that they're seeing Jesus in us and from what he's done in our life and not what we can do for ourselves because we're not going to make it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's good. You want to add anything? No, you don't have to. Well, let's do this. I, um, you know, Missio, we, we do these type of series just every so often. Um, and I always think it's powerful and important and beautiful because again, in scripture, it's, it's a multitude of voices and people that God uses from across different ages and stages of life to declare the story of the gospel. And so in this series, we're going to do that, but I want to put up a question for us as a community to reflect about. 
Um, you know, as you hear uh, Robert and Yang share this morning, how Christ has been an always present hope for them in this season. I want to give us a moment to, to pause and reflect and, and, and think similarly. And so if you just put that question up there for me, um, as a community, I want us to think about this this morning in, in the last year, where and how has God come to you and revealed his always present hope to you in Christ? Uh, and as that question sits there for a moment, um, Robert and Yang, would you do me a favor? Would you go and light our first Advent candle uh, for this week? Um, I invite you to, to light the, the candle of hope. You do the front one? Yeah. 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 Thank you guys for sharing. So would you guys give them a hand? Yeah, and I want to leave that up there. And um, did you guys get your communion cups as you walked in this morning? No? Yeah? Maybe half? There's communion cups coming. This, we're going to take communion this morning. Um, our tradition kind of in the middle of the pandemic shifted a little bit with communion, and we, just, we made it that the last Sunday of each month uh, we would take communion together. And even though this is Advent, the beginning of Advent, we, we felt like because it's the last week and it's the beginning of Advent, we still wanted to take communion together this morning. And, and part of the heart of, of that um, is, is this. One of the things that um, as you look at Advent and you begin to study it, what you begin to realize is that Advent is actually the beginning of the Christian calendar. Now, in our, our tradition, we don't necessarily follow the, the Christian calendar super tightly, um, but it's interesting to think about the fact that the incarnation, the birth of Jesus is actually the beginning of the Christian calendar year. I think there's something significant about that, something powerful about that. And the reality is that Christ's coming and what we're talking about again in Advent, yes, it's preparing our hearts to celebrate Christmas and remember the birth of Jesus. But ultimately, it's to remind us that as we sit and we navigate this life now by faith, we're, we're living in the in-between. Again, we're waiting for the second Advent of Jesus. We're waiting for Christ to come again. And we want to take communion this morning as a reminder of that truth and that reality. That we get to begin our Christian calendar year, or we get to begin uh, this Advent season, our celebration of Christmas together with great hope. And there's actually nothing that is a greater embodiment of hope than what you actually hold in your hands. Because what you hold in your hands, that, that cup, and that wafer, it represents, we believe, the, the body of Christ that was broken for us and the blood of Christ that was shed for us. We're reminded that the birth of Christ and his coming into the world ultimately was for this, for you. It, he came into this world as a baby and he lived a perfect, sinless life. He endured hardship, ultimately to the point of going to the cross enduring our shame and our guilt and the punishment that we deserve, but he took it upon himself. And there's no greater declaration of hope than this, that the, the cross couldn't contain him, that death was not the end of the story. And so I hope this morning that as you look at that question, and as you hear about this proclamation of an always present hope, that even in this step of taking communion together this morning, church, you would be reminded that no matter where you are, no matter what you're in the middle of, your, your story's not over. It's not the end. 
there's a continual hope that you can hold on to. There's a continual hope that can anchor you. There's a continual hope that can give you a different perspective and a guiding light within the darkness that you might feel that you're in the midst of right now. And that hope is Jesus. And so this morning, I want to invite you to, to take, when you're ready, to take that little cup and open it up. And I want to invite you to take that, that wafer, which represents, again, the body of Christ that was broken for you. And to take that, that juice, which represents the blood of Christ that was shed for you. And to take it, declaring your dependence upon Christ as your only hope. Let me pray for us, and then we'll worship, and you can take communion. Jesus, this morning, we thank you so much for who you are. We thank you and praise you that you are the Son of God come into the world to save it. Jesus, thank you that you did not count equality with God as something for you to grasp or to hold on to or to maintain, but you humbled yourself to the point of becoming a man and taking on humanity, even to the point of death, death on a cross, in order that we could be here today with a great source of hope and always present hope. Jesus, we thank you that you are Emmanuel. You are God with us. You are the fulfillment of every promise of God. We don't have to work for it. We don't have to earn it. We don't have to strive for it. Yes, we're invited to seek it, but we seek it in grace and we seek it in humility. And thank you, God, that you continue to pursue us. You continue to love us. You continue to run after us in your goodness in order to anchor us in the hope that is ours in Christ. Lord, I pray by your spirit that you would fill us this morning with the hope that is ours in Jesus. And would we take the hope that we have in Christ? Would we walk in it this week? Would we embody it for others this week? Would we humbly share the stories of your faithfulness so that others too might know the truth, the truth that they are loved and sought after by you and that they have hope in this life and hope in the promise of the life to come with you, Jesus. And so Lord, minister to us this morning as we sing, minister to us this morning as we take communion. Would you meet us here and anchor us in the always present hope of Christ? We pray this in his name. Amen.